0: Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master of storytellers, Damon Runyon. And this one, the Hilarious, a Nice Price. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway.
1: Thanks. One hot morning in June, I am standing in front of a hotel where I am staying in New London, Connecticut. And the reason I am in such a surprising spot is something that makes a long story quite a bit longer. But it is one which is more than somewhat astonishing... And gets me mixed up with the Harvards and the Yales. And I will tell you about it in a minute.
0: And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story A Nice Price.
1: As I am saying, I am standing one hot morning in June in front of my hotel in New London, Connecticut. It is quite a piece from Broadway, and how I get there goes back a couple of nights before, when I am walking along Broadway and running to Pete the Peddler. Now, this Pete is no ordinary peddler and would hate to be classed as such. He has a steady job, in that he sells tickets to prize fights, football games, and various other enterprises for which ducats are sometimes scarce. He makes a nice bit of scratch from his profession because his price is always more than somewhat higher than the market. Well, as I am saying, I run into him, and the scene is as follows.
2: Well, 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 well. If it is not Broadway... Hello,
1: Pete. How is it going with you?
2: I cannot complain. I cannot complain. And, uh, with you?
1: Well, beyond the fact that finances are at this moment at a low ebb, I am fine.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Say, um, is it possible that you see Society Max around any place?
1: No, I do not see him for a long time. You, uh, still looking for him?
2: I am. Someday I will find him, and when I do, I will part his hair down to his ankles.
1: You are still sore at him for taking Sonia away from you.
2: I am. It is not right for one man to steal another man's fiancée. Especially when I come by her the hard way, having to take her away from Big Eddie. It is tough. It is uh, but I hear you say you are low in the pockets. I am broke. I think I am able to put you in the way of cornering several bobs for yourself. That is nice. I have here some ducats for an event which is to take place in Connecticut. I have quite a few of these ducats. What are they for? A boat race. A boat race? That is what I said. This is an extra large boat race, and I figure I can make plenty of black ink for myself. Uh, by the way, do you ever see a boat race? No. I never witnessed one myself. But I understand this one is between the, um, Harvards and the Yales. Oh? Why are they boat racing? It happens every year. They take all their clothes off and get into rowboats and row until their tongues hang out and until they are all half dead. What is their reason for doing this?
3: I cannot figure it.
2: Furthermore, I am too old to figure out why college guys do this to themselves. Me
1: too. But, uh, you say you have a proposition for me? Yeah. I am one hand
2: short. If you will come along to New London, Connecticut with me and help me dispose of these ducats, I will cut you in.
1: I accept the proposition.
2: Fine. We will leave tonight. Maybe we will be able to figure out why these college guys knock their brains out in rowboats.
1: And that is how I happened to be in New London. Little Mitzi is along because Pete the Peddler figures that three are better than two to sell the ducats to the boat race. The town is full of characters who are wearing little flags with Harvard and Yale on them. Well, as I say, I am standing in front of the hotel when Little Mitzi comes out and says as follows.
3: Hey, Broadway, there's a guy inside the lobby with his hands full of money offering to lay three to one that the Yales win this boat race. So?
1: Who is this citizen?
3: I do not know. But I do know he is well covered with folding money. Fifteen Gs, to be exactly. Fifteen Gs? Does he have any takers? Not many. From all I hear, the Yales figure to win this boat race and... What's the matter? Does anybody know why they are racing in boats?
1: No, it is just a custom among the harbors and the Yales. But what about this man with the 15,000?
3: He does not get much play. All the handicappers put the Yales on top, but... He is offering 3 to 1. It is a nice price. It is too good a price to overlook. Ah, here you are. I've been looking for you both.
1: Pete, uh, Mitzi says there is a citizen inside wishing to lay 3 to 1 that the Yales win this boat race.
2: 3 to 1? Hmm, that is a nice price. I, uh, I wonder if he has inside
3: information. Maybe it is fixed. No, it is not. It is hard to understand, but from what I hear, these college guys level. Then why is
2: this citizen giving the odds? Why do we not approach him and ask? Why not? Come on.
0: Come on, come on, you Harvard men. Afraid to bet on your own team? (laughs) Three to one on Yale.
3: That is the citizen.
1: Hey, (laughs) that is Mr. Hammond Campbell. The name is not familiar. He is very
3: wealthy. Oh. And with the Yales, the favorites, he figures to get richer. It is a
2: nice price. In fact, it is so nice that I cannot bear to let it go by.
1: You are going to take some of it? Uh, Three to one is a nice price. I still say I'll
2: give three to one on
0: Yale. Three to one. Any Harvard man wants some of this? I will take some of it. Well, well, you've got to bet. How much? A half a G. I beg your pardon? Five hundred. Oh, you're on! (laughs) Sucker! I cannot pass up such a nice price. Here's my 500. And mine. Who'll hold the stakes? You. I trust you. Very well. Here's my card. And my yacht is anchored in the river. You a Harvard man? Me and my two friends have that honor. This is
2: little Mitzi. Hiya, chum. And Broadway? Hiya, Mr. Campbell. So you're betting on your alma mater, huh? Listen, I place the bet on Harvard. Do not ring in any other college. Uh, you
0: say you're Harvard men?
2: That we are. Sure. Why do you ask?
0: Well, uh, what class? Beg pardon? I said, what class?
3: Do you have a degree? Second degree, but it was a frame. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Great kidders.
0: Well, anyone else care to make a bet?
1: I would like about a ten spot worth of that three to one.
0: You're on, Mr. Broadway. Mr. Mitzi, how about you? Seeing that it is a nice price, I will buy a hundred bob's White. Bob's?
2: Harvard for dollars. Oh, oh. All right, Mr. Mitzi, you've got yourself a bet. Well, so that is that. And now, Mr. Campbell, would you care to buy some ducats for the race, uh, sit in the grandstand? When I've got my own yacht. Oh, pardon me. But I'll tell you what.
0: Seeing that you three were the only Harvard men with enough faith to bet on your crew, come aboard my yacht and watch the race from there. What do you say?
2: Thanks, we will. But we have business of the moment to attend
0: to first. Good. You can't miss the yacht. It's called hibiscus. Anyone will tell you where it's anchored. Now, if
3: you'll excuse me, I'm offering three year one on you. I do not like this. The price is too nice. There is a fix someplace. He
1: is too anxious to give that price. Maybe there is
2: a way we are able to insure our bets. You mean a fix? Maybe. Suppose the Yales do not show up for the race.
1: What is to prevent them from going to the post? They could come into ill health. Maybe I should get in touch with Harry the Horse. He does a fair job of getting rid of people. Even Harry the Horse finds it difficult to get rid of eight people at once. Eight? Eight! That is what I hear. Now I know it
3: is a fix. It does not take eight men to make a rowboat go.
1: So, that is the way it stands. It comes on later in the afternoon. And the three of us are in the lobby of the hotel trying to figure a way we can ensure our bets. I am deep in thought, so I do not notice the young doll right away. It seems she is standing in front of me. Little Mitzi does not see her either. And when little Mitzi does not see a doll even 500 yards away in a thick fog, he is deep in thought too. Anyway, I do not see her until she says as follows.
4: Excuse me, gentlemen. Excuse me. Huh?
1: Eh? Are you addressing me?
4: Uh, yes. I I, I wonder if I might talk to the three of you for a minute or two.
1: Take
3: ten, doll. Take ten.
4: Thank you. May I sit
3: down? Oh, it is a pleasure, young miss.
4: Thank you. I, uh, I saw you this morning when you bet against my father.
3: Uh, Mr. Campbell? Yes. Are you married?
4: No, why?
3: Have you ever given it a thought? Oh, shut up, Mitzi. I'm only looking to the future.
1: You are crying, miss.
4: Yes, I... Oh, gentlemen, Harvard must win this evening.
2: Miss Campbell, you take the words from three mouths.
4: You bet on Harvard. Do you know they'll win?
3: If you mean, is it a fix? No. Oh. Do you have a large bet on the Harvards?
4: My whole life.
3: What price do you get? Price? Mm.
4: Oh, my happiness. My whole life depends on this race.
3: Uh, perhaps you will explain.
4: It's about my fiancé, Quentin.
3: She's got a fiancé. What about him, young miss?
4: He goes to Harvard. He's in his last year there.
3: He saves his full
2: time? Oh, shut up, Mitzi. Uh, Go on, Miss Campbell.
4: My father doesn't like Quentin, but I love him. Your father? Quentin.
2: Oh, you love Quentin who goes to Harvard that much we got. Now what?
4: One night, Father and Quentin had a quarrel about me.
3: You wish your father knocked off?
4: Oh, no, no, please. Then what? Father is a Yale man.
1: Excuse me, but he is a little old for school, is he not?
4: Oh, you don't understand. He's so loyal to Yale. And Quentin being a Harvard man, well, well they don't get along. So they had a quarrel one night. And Quentin said that if Harvard lost to Yale, he'd... Give me up and never see me again.
2: He bets you against eight men in a rowboat?
4: (laughs) And father will hold him to it. Besides, I agreed to go to Europe if Yale wins. Oh, I was so sure. Quentin was so sure.
3: Why do you not elope?
4: We can't. You don't understand Quentin. He's proud. He'll keep his word even if it costs him our happiness.
3: Uh But
2: young miss, why are you telling this to us?
4: Because I heard you make the bets and... And I thought you... I thought you knew that Harvard would
3: win. This is a shame. Pete, Broadway, we will have to help this young miss. You got an idea? Short of knocking off eight Yales. no. Hey, maybe we are able to get some help from some of these guys who are once in stir. What guys?
2: All the guys with stir haircuts. Mitzi, you're an ox. This is the type haircut all college guys wear. And they do not have to? Oh, shut up. Broadway...
1: You got an idea? At the moment, I am as cold as last week's marinated herring.
4: There must be something to do.
3: Look, I hear these college guys are always writing home for money. I hear they need lettuce all the time. Why do we not offer some to the
2: Yales? That is no good. They do this race for the spirit of somebody named Alma Mater. I am unable to touch them. The fix is out.
4: Can't live without Quentin.
3: How does he get along?
4: He's so proud.
1: He cannot lay aside his pride for the sake of some millions? No. Well, young miss, you come to
2: us with a problem at the moment. We uh, we cannot think of anything.
4: But you'll try.
2: Sure, sure we'll try. How? We must think. It is tough, Miss Campbell... We cannot bear to see a young doll in sadness. Eh, We will try to do something.
4: Oh, thank you, thank you.
2: I say this because once I am disappointed in love. A guy called Society Max does a favor with my doll. Her name is Sonia, and he walks out on her. I know, uh, I know how you are feeling.
4: Thank you, thank you. I I feel so much better. Somehow, I, I know you'll think of something. I have to go now, but I'll see you later.
2: Well, Well, we do not reach a solution, and we have uh, one hour before the Harvards and the Yales begin the race. Gentlemen, as they say in books, we have our work cut out for us. And I do not like the way it is cut.
1: So, that is the way we leave. But it is not the way it stays. Because something happens that is right out of the books, and which I will tell you about in a minute.
2: And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story A Nice Price.
1: is the way we leave it, with Pete the Peddler promising to do something about the Harvids for Miss Clarissa Campbell. Although personally, I will lay plenty of six to five that he can sooner get into the White House in the legitimate way. So, it comes on later in the afternoon, and the crowd is beginning to drift to the river where the college guys are booked for the boat race. We are three sad people as we go aboard Mr. Campbell's yacht, the Hibiscus, because we are invited. We are no sooner on the deck than Mr. Campbell comes up to us. And the scene is as follows.
0: Well, 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 my Harvard friends. And how are you? We are fine. Well, good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) You wouldn't care to increase your wager a little, would you? I'm still giving three to one on Yale. As a matter of fact, I'll go better than that.
2: Four to one. Ah, That is a nice price. Even nicer than before. Well, what do you say? Uh, Four to one, eh? That's it? Do you uh, do you care to bet four thousand against my one?
0: Anything you say.
2: Okay. You have another bet, and I have a.
0: Well, what is it? Backing out already?
2: No, no. I think I see somebody I know.
0: On the yacht? I think so, but I'm not sure. There are no Harvard men, except yourselves,
2: aboard. The citizen I think I see is not a Harvard man. In fact, there is considerable doubt that he is a man. <laughs>
0: Well, go aft and enjoy yourselves. Coffee, sandwiches, help yourselves and enjoy yourselves while you still can.
3: There is something nasty in the way he says that.
1: Where is it he tells us to go? Aft. Aft? What is the matter, Pete?
2: I do not know. But as we come aboard, I think I see somebody I do not see for a long time. Who? Never mind. There are other things to think about now. Uh, We will go aft.
3: Well... Why are we just standing? Let us go aft.
2: Let us? Lead the way, Mitzi. Aft? You hear the man. There are refreshments aft.
1: What is that?
3: What is what? Listen. The boat is sinking. Run for your lives.
4: Gentlemen. Gentlemen.
3: Hey.
2: Hey, it is the young doll.
4: Please. Will you come in here quickly? Sure. Hey, come on. so glad to see you is it all fixed
3: well you see young miss we are at a loss
4: oh i'll never see quentin again
3: you know i wish that guy had another name somehow i do not like quentin miss campbell believe me it is our wish also that the ails do not win
4: but i thought i thought you'd do something
3: there is nothing
4: i trusted you I trusted all three of you.
3: Oh, uh, wait, Miss Campbell. Yes? Where is aft?
4: Opposite
3: the bow. The web to our troubles, we are now lost on a yacht.
1: There is something I do not understand,
3: Pete. Uh, what is that, Broadway?
1: How does it
2: happen you throw down another grand on the harvards? Ed, it is such a nice price. I cannot turn it down. But I will tell you something. What? If we do not win, we are in trouble. Because I do not have a grand
1: Well, by this time I am wishing that we do not come to this boat race I am also wishing that there are no such things as the Harvards and the Yales. Nevertheless, it comes up a little later And we are standing on the deck Mr. Campbell pushes over to us, and the scene is as follows.
0: Well, gentlemen, just three minutes until starting time. There is no
2: chance the boat race will be called off? Called off?
0: (laughs) Getting cold feet, huh? You don't feel so good about the race now, is that it? I'm thinking that maybe I take advantage
2: of the nice price you are giving. Ah, what's that? I am willing to call the bet off, if you are.
0: I am not. And what's more, if you think you're going to crawfish out, you've got another thing coming. Mr. Campbell, we have no idea. You better not have. Did you think you were fooling anyone with that Harvard talk? <laughs> no, not at all. I spotted you for what you were, sharpers. Well, let me tell you please something. Please do not tell us. I will please, tell I... anyway. I have quite a bit of influence around here and in other places. If you don't pay off your bet, I'll see to it that you're made uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Understand? I, uh,
2: I seem to have a complete understanding. <laughs>
0: This will teach you to bet against my alma mater. And another thing. Look, I, look! What's the matter? What is it?
2: That guy standing by the rail with the
3: doll.
0: Who is that? The doll, as you call her, happens to be my sister. And the guy, as you say, is the Count Alexis. Society Max! It is Society Max!
2: Broadway, Mitzi, at last I found him! I won't cook him! I got! <laughs>
3: I got you at last,
0: you lucky! What's the matter with him? Has he lost his mind?
1: No, he has just found something.
0: Somebody stop that lunatic. He's chasing a Count Alexis. Alexis, help, help.
1: Look out, here they come.
3: I will give two to one on Pete.
1: You are right, Mitzi. He is a slow starter, but he will finish fast. Make
3: them stop running around my yacht. The race, the race has started. I will give Society Max two more laps before he is done. <laughs> Police! Somebody get the police! The race! The race is on and I've got lunatics aboard! Broadway, you say Pete is gaining?
1: Society Max is a good runner, but Pete is running for a course. That helps. Stop those
3: idiots! Stop them! I do not like when they are out of sight. It spoils the view. Look! Here come the crews! Here they come! Come back here! You dirty cowards! You jumped! He is not coming up. Broadway! Stop me from going in, after as I cannot swim. Hold me, hold! I'll me. have
0: you all arrested, I'll have you shot. Next. Hey, I'll,
1: look! I'll, the I'll rowboats pass. are coming.
0: Yeah, me. Come on, you The
3: dirty coward jumps, life jumps life into the life water. Life. We lose. It come seems life. like a good place come for the three life. of us. Come come on, come come on, come
1: Today we fight life. a lost cause, Pete. Wait! They?
3: Look! Look! Buddy, look. No, I'm no, throw Yale, throw! The Harvids are winning! The Harvids oh, are winning! Quentin, no, my darling, no. Quentin! Yale, come on, Yale! I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. My uh,
2: loss.
4: Father, don't forget
2: I can marry Uh. Quentin. And uh, there is a little matter of some bets which we have yet to settle up, Mr. Campbell. I
0: simply don't believe it.
2: I can't. Harvard didn't have a chance. Yeah, but the Harvards win.
0: Yes. Harvard won.
4: You're going to keep your promise, aren't you, Father?
0: I I always keep my promises. Go ahead, Clarissa. Find Quentin and bring him aboard. You, gentlemen, come to my cabin when you want to.
2: It is a nice price. A nice price.
0: I don't know how
1: you
4: did it, gentlemen, but you did. Harvard didn't have a chance, but you helped me. I love all of you. I'm going to kiss each of you. Uh, Mr. Broadway?
3: <laughs>
4: uh, Mr. Mitzi? Oh. Mr. Peddler
2: Oh, that's that's very sweet (laughs) Uh, Ah,
3: love is a wonderful thing
4: I'm going to Quentin now And you're all invited to the wedding
3: She is a very sweet young miss Yeah
2: I wonder what becomes of Society
1: Max The last I see of him, he is sinking in the water
3: Pete Eh. Do you not say this boat race cannot be fixed?
1: Yeah, why? Then how
3: does it happen that the Harvards hit the finish line first? They do not figure to win I do not know
2: But gentlemen, we have work to do We are going to collect some money At a nice price
1: And we do Furthermore, when Pete the Peddler tells Mr. Campbell that Count Alexis is really society max back at his old racket of putting the touch on rich dames, Mr. Campbell is very grateful to the tune of five grand to split between the three of us. So we leave New London, Connecticut and go back to New York, where I feel more at home. However, how Harvard wins the boat race is still a mystery until three months later, when I run into Pete the Peddler in Mindy's. And what I find out I will tell you in a minute. As I am saying, one night I am sitting in Mindy's when I am joined by Pete the Petter. He sits down, and the scene is as follows. Say, uh... P, eh? do you remember the boat race between the
2: Harvards and the Yales? Sure. As a matter of fact, I come in here to find you and tell you all about it. I am listening. Well, it is not until a couple of days later that I hear what happens. I hear it from a sports scribe. So? It seems that the number six man in the Yale rowboat breaks his oar, and that lets the Harvards win the race. Now, now it seems that a broken oar in a race is by no means uncommon. But it seems also that this number six Yale claims that he breaks his oar on a man's head. Is that possible? That is what everybody asks. They think he is crazy. But you know what? What? It is maybe a week after the Harvards and the Yales have their race that I see Society Max. Alive? And he is still alive after you see him? I am no longer mad at Society Max. I am no longer mad at Society Max because I see he is wearing a bandage on his noggin. (laughs) <laughs> do you tell anybody else? Nah I want the young miss to think i do it for her But, uh I have another problem with her Which is? It seems that next month there comes up a football game Between the Harvards and the Yales She wants me to do something about that And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, A Nice Price. Listen in again next week to The Damon Runyon
0: Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. This is a Mayfair production. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com.